0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever seen those bumper stickers that say, My boss is a Jewish carpenter? What does the Jewishness of Jesus mean for us as Christ's followers? Stay tuned to learn more about Jennifer Rosner's new book, Finding Messiah. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Judges chapter 8
1: through Judges chapter 9 verse 21. Chapter 8. Gideon appeases the Ephraimites. The Ephraimites said to him, Why have you done such a thing to us? You did not summon us when you went to fight the Midianites. They argue vehemently with him. He said to them, Now, what have I accomplished compared to you? Even Ephraim's leftover grapes are better quality than Abazar's harvest. It was to you that God handed over the Midianite generals, Oreb and Zeb. What did I accomplish to rival that? When he said this, they calmed down. Gideon tracks down the Midianite kings. Now Gideon and his three hundred men had crossed over the Jordan River, and even though they were exhausted, they were still chasing the Midianites. He said to the men of Succoth, Give some loaves of bread to the men who are following me, because they are exhausted. I am chasing Zebath and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. The officials of Succoth said, You have not yet overpowered Zebath and Zalmunna, so why should we give bread to your army? Gideon said, since you will not help, after the Lord hands Zeba and Zalmunna over to me, I will thresh your skin with desert thorns and briars. He went up from there to Peniel and made the same request. The men of Peniel responded the same way the men of Succoth had. He also threatened the men of Peniel, warning, when I return victoriously, I will tear down this tower. Now Ziba and Zalmunna were in Karkor with their armies. There were about 15,000 survivors from the army of the eastern peoples. 120,000 sword wielding soldiers had been killed. Gideon went up from the road of the nomads east of Nobach and Jagabahat and ambushed the surprised army. When Zeba and Zalmunna ran away, Gideon chased them and captured the two Midianite kings, Ziba and Zalmuna. He had surprised their entire army. Gideon, son of Joash, returned from the battle by the Pass of Harris. He captured a young man from Succoth and interrogated him. The young man wrote down for him the names of Succoth's officials and city leaders, 77 men in all. He approached the men of Succoth and said, Look what I have, Zebath and Zalmunna. You insulted me, saying, You have not yet overpowered Zebath and Zalmunna. So why should we give bread to your exhausted men? He seized the leaders of the city, along with some desert thorns and briars. He then threshed the men of Succoth with them. He also tore down the tower of Peniel and executed the city's men. He said to Zebath and Zalmunna, Describe for me the men you killed at Tabor. They said, They were like you. Each one looked like a king's son. He said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. I swear, as surely as the Lord is alive, if you had let them live, I would not kill you. He ordered Jether, his firstborn son, come on, kill them. But Jether was too afraid to draw his sword, because he was still young. Zebath and Zalmunna said to Gideon, come on, you strike us, for a man is judged by his strength. So Gideon killed Zebath and Zalmunna and he took the crescent-shaped ornaments that were on the necks of their camels. Gideon rejects a crown, but makes an ephod. The men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, for you have delivered us from Midian's power. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Gideon continued, I would like to make one request. Each of you Give me an earring from the plunder you have taken. The Midianites had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites. They said, We are happy to give you earrings. So they spread out a garment, and each one threw an earring from his plunder onto it. The total weight of the gold earrings he requested came to 1,700 gold shekels. This was in addition to the crescent-shaped ornaments, jewelry, purple clothing worn by the Midianite kings, and the necklaces on the camels. Gideon used all of this to make an ephod, which he put in his hometown of Ophrah. All the Israelites prostituted themselves to it by worshipping it there. It became a snare to Gideon and his family. Gideon's story ends. The Israelites humiliated Midian. The Midianites' fighting spirit was broken. The land had rest for 40 years during Gideon's time. Then Jerubbaal, Baal, son of Joash, went home and settled down. Gideon fathered 70 sons through his many wives. His concubine, who lived in Shechem, also gave him a son, whom he named Abimelech. Gideon, son of Joash, died at a very old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash, located in Ophrah of the Abizrites. Israel returns to Baal worship. After Gideon died, the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They made Baal-berith their god. The Israelites did not remain true to the Lord their God, who had delivered them from all the enemies who lived around them. They did not treat the family of Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, fairly in return for all the good he had done for Israel. Abimelech murders his brothers. Now, Abimelech, son of Jerubbaal, went to Shechem to see his mother's relatives. He said to them and to his mother's entire extended family Tell all the leaders of Shechem this. Why would you want to have 70 men, all Jerubbaal's sons, ruling over you, when you can have just one ruler? Recall that I am your own flesh and blood. His mother's relatives spoke on his behalf to all the leaders of Shechem and reported his proposal. The leaders were drawn to Abimelech. They said, He is our close relative. They paid him 70 silver shekels out of the temple of Baal Bereth. Abimelech then used the silver to hire some lawless, dangerous men as his followers. He went to his father's home in Ofra and murdered his half-brothers, the seventy legitimate sons of Jerub Baal, on one stone. Only Jotham, Jerub Baal's youngest son, escaped because he hid. All the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo assembled and then went and made Abimelech king by the oak near the pillar in Shechem. Jotham's Parable When Jotham heard the news, he went and stood on the top of Mount Gerizim. He spoke loudly to the people below. Listen to me, leaders of Shechem, so that God may listen to you. The trees were determined to go out and choose a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, be our king. But the olive tree said to them, I'm not going to stop producing my oil, which is used to honor gods and men, just to sway above the other trees. So the trees said to the fig tree, you come and be our king. But the fig tree said to them, I'm not going to stop producing my sweet figs, my excellent fruit, just to sway above the other trees. So the trees said to the grapevine, you come and be our king. But the grapevine said to them, I am not going to stop producing my wine, which makes gods and men so happy, just to sway above the other trees. So all the trees said to the thorn bush. You come and be our king," the thorn bush said to the trees. "If you really want to choose me as your king, then come along. Find safety under my branches. Otherwise, may fire blaze from the thorn bush and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now, if you have shown loyalty and integrity when you made Abimelech king, if you have done right to Jerob, Baal and his family, if you have properly repaid him, my father fought for you. He risked his life and delivered you from Midian's power, but you have attacked my father's family today. You murdered his 70 legitimate sons on one stone and made Abimelech, the son of his female slave, king over the leaders of Shechem, just because he is your close relative. So if you have shown loyalty and integrity to Jerubbaal and his family today, then may Abimelech bring you happiness, and may you bring him happiness. But if not, may fire blaze from Abimelech and consume the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo. May fire also blaze from the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham ran away to Beer and lived there to escape from Abimelech, his half-brother. New Testament Reading Titus chapter 2 through Titus chapter 3, chapter 2. Conduct consistent with sound teaching. But as for you, communicate the behavior that goes with sound teaching. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Older women, likewise, are to exhibit behavior fitting for those who are holy, not slandering not slaves to excessive drinking, but teaching what is good. In this way, they will train the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, fulfilling their duties at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the message of God may not be discredited. Encourage younger men likewise to be self-controlled, showing yourself to be an example of good works in every way. In your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and a sound message that cannot be criticized, so that any opponent will be at a loss, because he has nothing evil to say about us. Slaves are to be subject to their own masters in everything, to do what is wanted and not talk back. Not pilfering, but showing all good faith, in order to bring credit to the teaching of God, our Savior, in everything. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It trains us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, as we wait for the happy fulfillment of our hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us to set us free from every kind of lawlessness and to purify for himself a people who are truly his, who are eager to do good. So communicate these things with the sort of exhortation or rebuke that carries full authority. Don't let anyone look down on you. Chapter 3. Conduct towards those outside the church. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work. They must not slander anyone, but be peaceable, gentle, showing complete courtesy to all people. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, misled, enslaved to various passions and desires, spending our lives in evil and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but on the basis of His mercy, through the washing of the new birth and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us in full measure through Jesus Christ our Savior. And so, since we have been justified by his grace, we become heirs with the confident expectation of eternal life. Summary of the letter This saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on such truths so that those who have placed their faith in God may be intent on engaging in good works. These things are good and beneficial for all people. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, quarrels, and fights about the law, because they are useless and empty. Reject a divisive person after one or two warnings. You know that such a person is twisted by sin and is conscious of it himself. Final Instructions and Greeting When I send Artemis and Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me in Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Make every effort to help Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way. Make sure they have what they need. Here is another way that our people can learn to engage in good works, to meet pressing needs, and so not be unfruitful. Everyone with me greets you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, today, Lord, we reflect on the ways in which we pick our leaders. The ways in which we may find ourselves lacking judgment and wisdom and self-control and supporting, selecting, protecting even unjust and cruel leaders. Leaders marked by vengeance, leaders thirsty and hungry for power, leaders bold enough and sinful enough to even use your name to secure a power that does not belong to them power that they will have to give an account for, since all power belongs to you, O God. We pray right now for wisdom and discernment and love from on high, that we might be able to select godly leaders in our churches and our communities in our government, O God. We pray right now that we might be godly leaders wherever you have called us to lead and to serve by example and service, O Lord. We ask that you would expose in our own hearts our fears that cause us to side with cruelty at times, that cause us to remain silent when we need to speak out, when leaders have acted in unjust and, un- and, and, and cruel ways, O Lord. Grant us confidence and boldness in you to say what is true, to say what is right, and to do what is true, and to do what is right, O God. Protect us, O Lord. God, we thank you that your word makes a claim on how we live, that the, the power of the, of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ, that the endowment of the Holy Spirit has a, has a word to say on how we live in every aspect of our human relationships, whether that's our marriages or our relationships with our employers or with our staff, wherever we might find ourselves, oh God, whatever season of life or whether we consider ourselves young or old, oh God. We are called to live in a way within our cultural context that does not bring dishonor to your name. We are called to even watch our words about those who are outside of the faith. Even those who may openly reject you, O God, we are called to not slander them. We are called to do good to all people. For all people bear the image of God. They bear the image of you. Would you remind us of that? And, O God, would you be at work cleaning up and stopping the spiritually immature infighting amongst believers? O God, would you raise up wise and mature and kind and courageous leaders? And would you sit down in pews, O Lord? Leaders who are hungry for power. Leaders who are silent when they should speak about injustice. Leaders who cover up abuses instead of exposing them, believing that your grace is sufficient enough for us to tell the truth, even about things that bring deep shame and embarrassment. Oh God, be at work granting to us leaders that are after your own heart versus our own limited imagination. It is in your name that we pray and we ultimately give thanks and praise that you are the head of the church, that you are its true leader. We thank you for that because that means that you will guarantee the very thing that you said you are returning for, a church without spot or blemish or wrinkle, a church that you yourself, O Lord Jesus Christ, is purifying from the inside out. We thank you, O Lord, for this promise to the church and the power of the Spirit at work making it so. We recognize our own weaknesses, our own frailty, our own failings, our own fatigue and exhaustion. Our own temptation to call it quits on people, but we thank you for your persevering love, because in you, all of your promises are yes and amen. It is in Christ's name we pray and entrust ourselves to the leader who is always above reproach. Thank you, O oh God, for your character. Amen and amen.
0: Jesus was Jewish and his Jewish identity informed every aspect of his work, words, and witness. So why does it seem that Judaism has little to do with our Christian discipleship today? Jennifer Rosner, a scholar of Jewish-Christian relations, takes us on a journey into the Jewish roots of Christian faith and practice. In her new book, Finding Messiah, you'll rediscover the Jewish Jesus, and in so doing, experience a deeper and richer faith than ever before. Get your copy of Finding Messiah today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at Ivpress.com. We pray this time of Getting the Word with Truths Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word but doers.
1: Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag getInTheWord and hashtag Truths
0: Table. Saints, whatever is honorable,